Good morning, and happy day after Independence Day. And like so much of this year, it's a July 4th weekend that I don't think we'll forget anytime soon. And it's traditional to take a moment this weekend to reflect on our freedoms. It's something we all too easily take for granted. When we compare our freedom with the plight of the Uyghur Muslims in China, or our Wisdom House friends in Syria, or our LGBT brothers and sisters in Chechnya, we realize we have so much, so very much to be thankful for. But in both Paul's letter to the Romans today, and also today's gospel reading from Matthew, we're confronted with what might seem the opposite of freedom. We come face to face with our servanthood, our, our confinement. And this time it's to sin. Paul cries out, for example, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. But it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. Now, Paul has a habit of raining on any parade, even a Fourth of July one. And here he spells out in no uncertain terms that our freedom is an illusion because we are all too easily caught up in sin's snares. You see, sin for Paul is, is not simply a matter of breaking a rule or two, but it is a completely distorted relationship. Think of it like a cancer that dwells deep within the soul, ready to be an active, aggressive power that moves us from being God-centered to being self-centered. It distorts our focus. And I imagine as he was writing this, Paul was reflecting on his great sin, the persecution of the body of Christ. And we see how his single-minded attention to following the law, to following Torah, guided him away from what was right. What should have brought him closer to God actually led him to persecute God. It took his Damascus moment and the scales falling from his eyes to realize how deeply he had been distorted from God's path. Even for Paul, his supposedly ethical actions were twisted by sin toward death-dealing ends. And Paul spends a lot of time talking about the law, about the Torah, and that can seem a little antiquated to us right now. The issue of following Old Testament guidance on living doesn't dominate our daily lives the way it did for Paul. But we each have our own ethics, our own guide for living, even if it's an internal collection of do's and don'ts. See, that's our version of the law, our version of Torah. And Paul's saying even that can easily get distorted by sin. Even our best intentions can get distorted, can get twisted by sin. And we spent a good deal of time in the past weeks talking about George Floyd's death and the ensuing protests that took place around the world. It's dominated the news cycle and creating a, created a surprising array of positive responses. Confederate statues being removed, NASCAR in the state of Mississippi removing Confederate flags, a relook at policing practices around the country and around the world. But as I reflected on Paul's assertion that even our best intentions, our ethics can get twisted by sin, I was drawn to think about the four police officers involved in Mr. Floyd's death. 
Now, they've already been tried and convicted in the court of public opinion, but, but driven by Paul or inspired by Paul. I wanted to make space for redemption or at least self-recognition in their acts. And I've come to think that I don't believe that any of them, even the lead instigator, were bad people. I mean, for one of them, it was like the second day on the job. He barely knew what was going on. I believe they were simply doing what they thought was the right thing under the circumstances. They were following their internal laws, their ethics at that moment. And if you watch the video, you see it in their faces. They aren't hiding. They aren't ashamed. They're following their understanding of the law. Just like Paul was following his ethic, his Torah, to persecute the early Christians. Now, we can watch the tape of the event now and almost witness in real time how the law has been perverted, been twisted into something that no longer supports good, but is enslaved by evil. And Paul t tells us, when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. We have to be ever vigilant that our good intentions aren't warped toward evil's ends, but also recognize that despite our vigilance, they probably will be. Paul's letter to the Romans is so dark that, that I felt compelled to pivot to the gospel reading to find a message suitable to Independence Day. You know, a good old-fashioned, freedom-filled message, a message worthy of the Stars and Stripes celebrations. And at first, there's some comfort in the familiar, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But a yoke is hardly an image of independence, no matter how easy or how light. And maybe that's the point, that as Christians, we aren't meant to be truly free, at least not in the individualistic, self-directed sense that we've taken it to mean here in this country. That through our baptism, we're tied down to each other and to God in permanent, in permanent relationship, in covenant. Now, Peggy likes to depict covenant as God firmly grasping onto us while we sometimes or often flutter about in self-absorption. But God doesn't let go. And no matter how much we flutter, we come to rest with him again. It's an effective image. So it's not that we're enslaved to God, but we're deeply connected. In fact, we're dependent upon God. Our spiritual work is to rest into this dependence and maybe flutter a little bit less. Spend less time with ourselves at the center of the world, the center of the universe, and more time with the universe that's God-centered. And this naturally will lead to deeper connection with God and with each other. And Jesus is getting at this, I believe, in his lifting up of the wisdom of the infant and distrust of the wise and the intelligent. An infant is completely dependent upon others, parents or adults, and is pretty comfortable with that for the most part. Whereas the wise and intelligent can sort of go off on their own and get caught up in their own thoughts, become self-absorbed. See, we're being asked to lean into our dependence and learn from it. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Paul's reading today ends with an acknowledgement of this dependence and in it, a message of hope. He opens with the futile cry, wretched man that I am, 
who will rescue me from this body of death. But then he closes with a prayer of thanksgiving. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. We celebrate our nation's independence this weekend. We remember the timeless assertion that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among us are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we try to make that happen, keep trying. It's also a chance to celebrate our utter dependence on God for a truly ethical life, for salvation. That our unalienable rights of life, liberty, and, and happiness are for God's ends, not ours. We remember that only through Jesus Christ can we shake free from sin's cancerous growth. Only through Jesus Christ can we keep our own good intentions from being twisted toward earthly ends, towards death. In Jesus, we, like Paul, are rescued from the body of death. And that is a cause for celebration. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.